Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your children, and your partner. We're going to give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. This is Felicia. I'm a social media marketer, writer, and a mom to three boys, ages four, two, and 10 months. And I'm Tara Lynn, an English professor turned stay-at-home mom to four kids, ages 10, eight, four, and two. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you, our awesome listeners. Let's find the magic together. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. We are so excited to be here with you today, continuing our discussion about emotions. But this time, we're not going to be talking about ours and how to process them. We're going to talk about other people's emotions because next to our own, we're dealing with other people's emotions all the time. And a lot of us feel like it affects our life a lot, but we're going to help you get free of that today. But first, we're going to start with our face palm. And it's my face palm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's uh, this morning we met at 530. And so I woke up at five, you know, to do my miracle morning and make sure I was in the zone to record with Felicia. And what did I do? I, I have a rule with myself that I don't get on social media. I don't even turn my phone off of airplane mode until after my miracle morning is done. My morning routine but this time I was trying to, I'm kind of have a little virus. So I was trying to like, you know, clear my throat and stuff. And so I pulled up my phone and I clicked on Facebook and there was a tasty video, you know, like the cooking videos, but it was one of those like montages that was like 15 minutes long. <laughs> so what did I do with my special personal power time? I wasted it on tasty videos. So <laughs> That's my face palm. We all make mistakes sometimes and don't do what we set out to do. So I'm admitting my failure to you guys after I just told you. For the most part, I love doing Miracle Morning and I'm consistent about it, but I was not this morning one single bit. Sometimes you just need to watch tasty videos. Those and are it made me. Though. It made me hungry. Yeah, those are addicting. <laughs> when they do the fancy ice creams, that's my favorite. Okay, so my high five for today is... <clears throat> It's really a high five for myself over a long time because Caroline can attest, we just had a long conversation about this with our family. I really dislike winter. Every year I try to like it. I try really hard to like it. (laughs) But accumulating things make me dislike it. So my high five is that although I don't wake up every day and think, yay, it's winter and I love it, I have been more accepting of slowing down this winter um staying home my husband makes fun of me because I'm whenever he gets home he's so tired and I'm like all right what are we doing tonight but but I've been slowing down cooking more with the boys in the day and just doing more coloring and sitting and not feeling like 
we need to just be doing something all the time and it feels really good Okay, well done, Felicia. Thank you. Pat my back. <laughs> and I have known Felicia for a long time, and really, winter is... It's not my spirit yeah. animal. <laughs> I love it. Well, uh, I'm proud of you. That's awesome. <laughs> I love winter because I think I'm kind of a slower person in general. Like, summer, I love. Don't get me wrong. Like, don't don't hold this against me. I love summer. But the end of summer, I'm like so tired like I just need yeah I'm like no more swimming no more partying I need a break (laughs) whereas like my whole family they're like party animals like Felicia every day is like yeah let's do this let's do that and I'm loving it for like three months and then I'm like I gotta have some winter (laughs) to to rejuvenate myself anyway so but anyway I'm proud that's awesome so okay so let's just jump in to talk about other people's emotions as we talk to other people and honestly in our own lives A lot of people say that the thing that affects them the most and decreases the quality of their life is other people's negative emotions, right? We, we feel like our happiness is like dependent on the happiness of those people around us because we love them. It's coming from a place of goodness and love, but what we want to explain to you today that has been liberating for me, I mean, I'm talking like mind-blowing for me. And this is really just an introduction because there's so much we could go into here. But anytime I, like years ago, when I'd heard people talking about processing emotions and living free of other people's emotions, I didn't even get what they were talking about. Like, And you're almost not even aware of it until you purposely try to become aware of it. Yeah. You're just carrying around other people's burden, burdensome I can't say that word. <laughs> Burdensome. Hard. Oh. Hard emotion. <laughs> Rough. <Yeah>. Painful. <laughs> but it was almost overwhelming. Like, what is every, What are you even talking about? And I'd almost just dismiss it. Like, this is just too deep for me. But as I've learned more and more and more about it, we're really just going to try to distill it in a really easy way and hopefully help you find some freedom. So, so again, we're, we're talking about people that we love. And when they're sad, how do we not just make it us sad all the time yeah, too? Because in a sad pool there's them. a lot of people who we love and it's impossible probably, or it's probably uncommon for everybody in our circle of love mm-hmm. to just be perfectly content all the time. So, Especially when you're a parent. Oh my heavens, because kids' <laughs> emotions are up and down and they show their emotions way more than mm-hmm. adults do. Mm-hmm. Although with adults, even though we don't show them, we can still feel it, especially when we're close with somebody. Mm-hmm. You can feel it. So... So we're going to talk, this applies to both adults and children, but I'm going to give you a few kid examples because that's my life, a lot of my life right now. But, and I apologize with my voice. I have a virus and I'm not sounding like myself. Anyway, so the idea here is I like to picture that people who are having really negative emotions, we've already talked about when we have negative emotions, we can see the emotion, we kind of lean into it a little bit. And once we do that, when we don't resist it, then it has the ability to actually process and leave when we're present with that emotion. So this is the same concept, but now it's applying to other people. When somebody around us is feeling a really strong negative emotion, maybe they're mad, maybe your kid's throwing a tantrum, maybe an adult in your life is throwing a tantrum, but just not like the same way a kid does, but that's still the same concept. It's still a tantrum. Yeah, it's still a tantrum. (laughs) What do you do? Most of the time, I would say 90% of the time, especially for me, my whole life until maybe a couple years, maybe three or four years ago, 
I would just go there with them. Like their tantrum would make me feel angry and frustrated and impatient. And I can actually like feel it like rising up in my body. So I'm just jumping in with them, which as we all know, does not help the situation at all, actually. So I actually has have come up with like a little thing that helps me in my mind. And I use this imagery with kids. I use a different imagery with adults, but mm. um, with kids, I just imagine them in like a really safe playpen. You know, if you have a playpen, it's safe and your kids can like bang against the walls of it and they're going to be okay. I picture that emotionally. Like when they start like really riling up, you know, they're really sad about something or they're screaming about something. Mm. I just like take a deep breath and picture this little playpen around them. Like, it's okay. They can feel that. It's totally fine. But I actually don't have to go there. It doesn't have to change the way I feel. And just keeping that power for yourself is totally liberating. And I'm not saying that I do this every second because we all have times where our patience wears down. But just the recognition that their emotion doesn't actually have to affect my emotion is like game changing. So yes. I went, even sometimes I feel like with my kids, I pick, like I even will take them to a safer, more calm space physically. Yeah. So it's like we're out with a bunch of other kids and I can feel this tantrum bubbling. I, I take them into a safer place and now just have your emotion. Totally. <laughs> Where you can be safe with it. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. there are some places where it's like, this isn't good for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to remove you. So I'm going to give you an example of this that worked. Because every situation is different. But I was skiing with my four-year-old son on Saturday. And he had just got out of his ski team class. And his other his sisters were still in their ski team for another three hours. So I was just skiing with him. And, you know, I was looking forward to it. It was going to be this great one-on-one time. And we, I took him down to the bathroom in the ski resort. And as we came out, you could just tell he was tired and feeling really cranky. And so he was, he lay down on the ground and we were in a great spot for this. Actually, this doesn't always happen. You're in a spot for this to happen, but I'm just going to show you that it's, it can work. So we're like outside of the women's bathroom and just, I'm sitting on a bench and he's on the floor and he wasn't like screaming, like disrupting everybody in the room because if he was I probably would have just taken him to the car or something but he was just like doing this like low grade like like this baby dinosaur sound and his legs were like up on me and he was just like I don't you know he didn't say I don't want to go back out but he was just like seriously literally you could just tell he was tired wasn't liking how he was feeling So it was just kind of like low-grade whining. Mm -hmm. And so as my first initial reaction was, we're in public Uh, and we're skiing. Hello, let's just go skiing. Like I know you love. Yeah, Yeah. and he loves skiing. So I could have just pushed him through it and been impatient about it, but I also have tried that and it doesn't. Just spoiler alert, any parent knows this. It doesn't work when you try to like push him through it, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, this is a great opportunity just to – practice leaning into it. So I just pictured him him in like a little emotional playpen. Like, I'm here with you. You're not bothering anybody else. So that's totally fine. And we were in a situation where I could wait. If I had the other kids with me, I probably would have just had to pick him up and not be ruffled about it myself, but just pick him mm-hmm. up and keep going or keep walking or something. But I just laid there. And the cool, and this is the coolest part of the whole thing. So he's just laying there, kind of like baby dinosauring it. And... 
I had two separate moms walk past me as they left the women's restroom. One of them was like, give me a thumbs up. And it's like, you're doing awesome, mom. Like, you're doing great. Keep it up. And, you know, I'm feeling like this solidarity, like, yes. And then this other mom walked past with older kids and she's like, skiing gets a little easier as they get older. You're doing awesome. And then she was like, but you know what? That age is so great, too. So just, you know, like enjoy it it's it's cool that age too even with those sounds that he's making (laughs) anyway but I loved it because I felt like he was safe it wasn't bothering me and it wasn't bothering anybody else in fact I ended up feeling this like connection to these moms who were like cheering me on and sure enough after about I don't know five ten minutes he was like okay I'm ready to go skiing and just like hopped up and we went skiing and had this awesome day of like exploring and it was so fun. But had I pushed him, we wouldn't have had that. Anyway, it was like a really great example of when you just let the emotion be there and you don't actually have to go there with them. I mean, you sit there and I was there with him physically and I was there with him in like a loving way, but I didn't actually have to go there with him with my own emotions. I didn't have to get frustrated. And it was really awesome. And I would like to say that all my experiences with little kid tantrums are like that, but they're not. And there's been many times in public where I'm like, I just got to get out of here. Like, it's just survival. But that was just an example of it really does go away. Once they they go through the emotion of it, and I offered him, do you want rest? Because that's an option. But of course, he's like, no, he didn't want that. (laughs) But because that's probably what he would have his body would have liked but anyway but it does go away and it does make them feel safe and the whole core of this I mean and it's a really powerful core is that most of us not most of us a lot of people somehow as children felt like they weren't safe showing Mm -hmm. negative emotions that they were loved as long as they're showing positive emotions but as soon as we show negative emotions which is the form as a child comes in the form of tantrums and screaming and whining and all those things. But when parents shut off, like, okay, I'm frustrated now because you're doing that. It feels like a withdrawal of love to children. And so they grow up feeling like I can't show negative emotions because it makes me unlovable. And then what we have is a society full of adults who aren't comfortable with their own negative emotions because they don't think that they're lovable if they have them. Mm -hmm. So this is actually, I mean, like, I wish I could just, I think we could change the world with this concept that our kids can feel safe even when they're feeling those feelings. And we don't have to withdraw our love by showing anger and frustration. We can just be there with them and actually not let it change our state at all. And I, I think that they, in the end, they're still going to process negative emotion. But in the end, I think they stay in those spaces for a shorter amount of time. Yes. And they, I think your calm and your peace about it is almost like that playpen. You're that safe just space for them to be with their emotions and then they know they're accepted. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I I think about that a lot with so um growing up, I grew up in a single parent home and so I took on a lot of mothering roles, more mature roles than I than someone my age should have. It, it was good for me. But it was a little more mature than I should have been. Um, and because my mom suffered from addiction and I mean, it was just hard raising kids on her own. <clears throat> and so I felt like I remember vividly, especially during my teenage years, 
But even as a child being expected to have more mature emotions and also to handle an adult who was displaying the adult tantrums almost. And so I did not know any of these things then, obviously. And even through college, it was really hard to deal with her because I took it all on myself. Like I was like carrying around my bucket and then I would like pick up her bucket. And, and so since I've learned this concept, um, it has helped me also with adults in my life, even as simple as maybe a friend who is putting a little guilt about something. It's, I'm there, I recognize it with my mom and I, I'm there with her, but I'm not taking it on myself. I'm not mm-hmm. burdening mm-hmm. my heart, if you will, mm-hmm. with her emotions. So I think it works with anyone, any adult, any kid. Um, and I think that's so healthy. You, and you've set healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. You can and still I love rein- her. Yeah, you can still reinforce healthy boundaries mm-hmm. and still have... I actually think your love is... More, more pure when you can love somebody without actually having to jump in yep. the pool of their negative, yep. either negativity or addiction mm-hmm. or emotional tantrums or whatever. Mm-hmm. Even manipulation for a lot of people. I mean, we all know somebody in our life who is doing one of those things on a regular basis. Yeah. You know, so and I love that you've done that. Our relationship is much better because of it. Yeah. So I wanted to share a story, a kid's story. <laughs> So my oldest yesterday at our house during quiet time, he's still, he's four and a half, but he's still just his personality and his body. He still needs just a lot of rest during quiet time. And so every day I set a timer and for 20 to 30 minutes, he has to just rest. So sometimes we turn on a meditation. Sometimes we just lay there together and I like tickle his back, but, um, Usually he falls asleep because he needs it. (laughs) So yesterday, he started into, he wanted to listen to his story podcasts that he loves. By the way, it's called Stories Podcast. It's really good. But um, he usually gets to listen to it after his resting time. And he was going into, you know, I could just feel it, the bubbling in him. He was starting to freak out. He's punching the bed. He's so mad. And it, we were in a safe place. All the other kids were asleep. And so I could just let him have those feelings. Um, and it, it did escalate. He was screaming, crying. And I think before I had, um, my, again, this doesn't happen every time. Sometimes it's not like this. But because I was aware of what was happening, I could let him go to that point but still hold the limit, hold the boundary. I didn't say, okay, we can listen to the podcast first and then do your timer because if he had escalated it to that point and then I let him, then he would know next time if I just escalate it to that point, Mm -hmm. she's going to give in. Mm -hmm. And so holding, this isn't like, sure, child, run around and punch holes in the wall. It's not that. So you have to set the limit and keep it because that's part of the safety that they feel is I'm not going to control this strong, adult, peaceful, adult, unruffled, Jenna Lansbury's word, (laughs) 
if you will, adult in my life. Um, and so he took it to that level. And then we turned his timer on. He fell asleep in about 45 seconds <laughs> because he was feeling that his body was so tired. And that's why he took it there. So um, I think a key to having this work is to not become calloused in those moments and you're just off in your brain thinking about <clears throat> something else. You, <laughs> which happens which for happens me sometimes. <laughs> also for me. But the time when it's most successful for me is when I'm present with yeah, it, with, with them. them. Mm-hmm. So I'm not in it. Mm-hmm. I'm not diving in the pool. I'm on the side, hopefully mm-hmm. drinking some lemonade, mm-hmm. relaxed. But um, you're, you're empathetic as you can be. So I think for me, the best way is to recognize myself in them. So when he's having his tantrum about, I'm too tired to ski. We've all been there too tired to do this activity that everybody's doing. I've wanted to lay down with my feet up and make a dinosaur sound for sure. Yeah, for sure. At church. I thought that. (laughs) Um, or you want to do, I want to read my book, but I have to cook dinner for the kids. I mean, I feel that every single day. So recognizing yourself in them, being present with the emotion and letting it, you've, you've got to release your cap on like your little teapot and you got to take the cap off and just, there can't be, you can't have this threshold where once they get to that, then you're going to give in. I just, I've seen it go downhill for me. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) you can take it to here, but then I'm going to lose it. It does not work. So just let them have their emotions. Um, and recognize yourself in them. I love, love, love that tip because it actually easy. It's gotten easier for me to almost check out. Maybe not. I don't escalate very much anymore. But it is easy for me to check out. But oh. seeing yourself in them, just seeing like, I can see how you'd feel that way. Honestly, I can see it. It does help you at least stay present with them. And I have another example. Just, I feel like these are situations where you almost have to hear examples to see how it works. Mm-hmm. And Felicia also mentioned Janet Lansbury. We'll put a link to her book, our favorite of her books. She uses the word unruffled. And I actually like repeat that word in my mind sometimes. I'm unruffled. It's fine. You Mm -hmm. can do whatever you want. But Mm -hmm. like you can feel whatever you want and I'm going to stay unruffled about it. And she also talks about how especially as caregivers, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad or working mom or dad, your your kids usually show you the worst of themselves. And to take that actually as a compliment because they feel safe enough with you to show that, to process those feelings in front of you. So we've all had kids when they get home from school and like meltdown for a half an hour after. I mean, I had a kindergartner who I literally like, she'd come home and I'd give her some space alone. I like made it, I made it sound really special. She had spa Mm -hmm. music and I'd give her a glass of cold water just to kind of decompress because she'd come home and smell down. You could tell she was holding up all of her, you know, I'd been behaving all day so well and then come home and there's mom. So I'm just going to let it out. Mm -hmm. And that's a compliment that they feel safe to do that with you, but you can also figure out ways to, you know, maybe give them some decompression time Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the example Mm -hmm. I want to share of a setting of a limit, but allowing them freedom within that limit to show whatever emotion they want is again with my four year old. I'm sure there will be other children sometime that I share, (laughs) but anyway, um, he was trying to sleep in his own bed because he's, he's keeps sleeping on my other daughter's floor 
because he's, you know, scared at night, which is fine. But he wants to sleep in his own bed. So he's like, can I listen to a sleep story to help me fall asleep? And this is after we had already done our reading and our prayers and stuff. So I just, I was like, that's fine. So I put my phone across the room and I put on a sleep story for him. So he could just listen to it as he fell asleep. And I said, you know, stay in bed. Don't play with my phone. Just listen to the story. And I could have sworn he was asleep. I walked past his room like five times. Didn't see any (laughs) movement. So then I go into my room, you know, to give it the last 10 minutes to finish or whatever. And me and my husband are just talking. And my oldest daughter comes in and she's like, because her room is right next to his. And she's like, I heard Starfall.com, the (laughs) app, you know, it's just this learning game. Come on. So she's like, I went into his room and I said, Parker, we're not doing screen time (laughs) right now because we're actually like super strict about our screen time. And he started crying and he's like, but I want to play Starfall. And my oldest, my daughter, she's 10. She's like, it's okay to feel sad about it. You can cry if you need to. But there is no screen time right now, so I'm going to take the phone to mommy. So she took the phone to me, and she told me what she had done, and I was like, that's great. And I went and checked on him, and he had already fallen asleep. It was fine. Like, he was already relaxed. He had stopped crying. He was good. But that's an example of, and in this situation, it was actually my 10-year-old enforcing it, which maybe I shouldn't admit to you guys. But yes. But that's an example of, we're not going to do screen time like that before bed as you're falling asleep. No way. But so that my rule won't change and looking in hindsight, obviously next time I'm not going to just leave a sleep story playing in the corner because that's too much temptation. Mm -hmm. So I get that. I I made a mistake there. But, But that's an example of you can still set the limit, no screen time, a bedtime. However, and but it's okay, you can still be upset about it. It's like we're surprised when we say no to something a kid wants and then we're like, then we're mad at them for being mad about it, you know? So it's okay to set the limit, but then they can feel mad about it. I mean, like when I want something and I can't have it, inside of me, I feel a little mad about it. So it's okay to say, I'm sorry, you can't have that cookie right now. And you're going to be upset about it. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's okay. Mm-hmm. So we allow them, their emotions, to the reaction, to the limits that we set. But we can still keep those keep limits, limits in mm-hmm. calmness. And it's okay. And it actually makes them feel safe. The, the limits make them feel safe. Mm-hmm. And especially when we respond with calmness to their limits. Exactly. To, to their, sorry, to their emotional reaction to our limits. Because yep. they do, again, they do need those limits. And it, it is our responsibility to set them and teach them. So I love that. I have nothing to add to that. Beautiful. Awesome. So this week, we try it or not. Maybe don't if you're not feeling it. But if you want to, try just being present with anyone negative emotions in your life whether it's your kids or your spouse or another family member co-worker um you can have that visual of a playpen or a frame maybe if they're an adult um and just be present with their emotions accepting them acknowledging them recognizing yourself in them maybe but not taking them on yourself yeah and keep that power keep your own feelings that power for you because mm-hmm. it's really liberating to be like i'm going to keep that power yeah, for me my own state is mm-hmm. my power mm-hmm. i love it so all right let's find the magic <laughs> <clears throat> me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> i 
farm cows. 